you see Robin Hood? I did. I also saw yours. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit like I, I, I look at that and I'm like, I don't know. It's worth that. But well, I'll say I've been wrong Robin before. Hood. I They are definitely the first that's yeah. like opened it to the mass masses like they have. And yeah, they have. What do you, what do they say? Uh, you got to be first, or you, you got to be the first in, or you the be first, first be smart or cheat. Yeah, and they were so. the first, so well, that's a hell of a way to pay a fine. Um, well, <laughs> I know that's not how they. Oh, do oh, are, are you saying they uh, covered first that one through more the wall. Than so. First one, yeah, first one through the walls gets bloodied, and they no, the first I, I was more, to... I was more going with you with the like, you got to be first, you got to cheat, or you got to, like, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. What's what's that from well, Merchant Call? Yeah, Margin Call, great movie. Oh, I love that. Fantastic movie. Amazing movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I thought Robin Hood was interesting because they they IPO'd. Obviously, the smart money was kind of waiting. I I think this is what happened with Robin Hood. And I don't know for sure. This is just my theory. And when I say theory, I'm really emphasizing the word Mm -hmm. theory on this. Theory. This is not financial advice or any financial anything. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm just. uh, Just for the record, this is no statement of anything. Yeah, I'm just an alcoholic. Um, Same here. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, no, but this is my theory of the Robin Hood. They IPO'd. There was a lot of nerves, like a lot of hesitation around going long the stock, obviously, with everything that's going on. Um, the customer service is terrible. Um, I, personally, I, I like what Robin Hood as a company has done for the country, uh, for I investing in general. You. Um, they changed the game. Their app is insanely easy to use. It's easy. It's it's, it's so easy to use. It's ridiculously it makes, easy to use, it, which so I easy. like in a way. Yeah, it's it's so easy to understand. But it's like you know. But the tough thing is, like for me, like buying options on Robinhood is insanely ridiculous. It's it's really easy to buy an option, but it's really it hard to look up. Yeah, it's really hard to look up stats on an option, right? Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I want to see like when I look at the stats on an option, like. Mm-hmm. I really, there's so many things I really want to see. I want to see volume, open mm-hmm. interest. Um, I want to see implied volatility, delta. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I want to see the high and low for the day. Um, and, but the main thing is like, I want to see volume and open interest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously- Volume is like, the, so important to me, at least. Right, yeah. And obviously like uh, the, the, the bid-ass spread obviously is huge too, because if it's a wide, like if the open mm-hmm. interest is 100,000 and the daily volume is 8,000, but the spread is, you know, the spread is, let's say it's 65 and 80. It's like, whoa, like, I hold on one second. They, like, they can have, is... they can have huge spreads. And like, I remember like the other day yeah. I saw one, I was like, oh, that's attractive. And I put an order for it and it went from, I think maybe five cents per contract yeah. to 83. Oh, well, that was the bid ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's generally like what happens like and i've seen that i see that all the time i have that happens all the time with really illiquid contracts yeah and robin hood because of their model not, they well they don't like on their platform it's really tough to know if there's liquidity in a contract now maybe i'm not using it to the full extent that i was when i well, had you, a robin hood account you can and pay was, extra to have the full extent but they don't let you. yeah well and my thing is like I can trade on TD Ameritrade on Thinkorswim mm-hmm. where I can see the entire option chain. Uh, I can see the volume, open interest, all that kind of stuff for a certain contract. And, and, it, and it's laid out in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I say this because I work with TD Ameritrade, but at the same time, yeah. you no, know, like Thinkorswim is insanely easy to use. Um, and like, 
and I, and I can see like profitability percentages and all that kind of stuff in thinkorswim. Um, and that helps me make a decision. It helps me make a better decision on whether or not I'm going to buy a certain contract. Um, or if I am like, should I spread it off with a mm-hmm. higher strike price? Right. So, you know, like th- that's my thing with Robinhood. And so my theory is like, you know, the platform is easy to use as a million users, but there's a bunch of risk involved with Robinhood, right? Because the average account size in Robinhood is about $4,500. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to other platforms, the av- like, I don't know what the average account size on TD Ameritrade is, but I think across the board for the other brokerage firms, like the E-Trade, Schwab, Definitely a lot higher. Yeah, the average is about twice as much. Uh, me a little bit less than twice as much as the average really? of Robinhood. Honestly, I thought it was going to be higher, like, yeah, no, it's no. I mean, well, think about it. I mean, oh like yeah, most, you definitely do have like, like a lot of people like me who keep like five hundred bucks in there. Right. Well, I mean, I, like you know, I would say like across the board. I don't know if we're. I, this is just me making up numbers, but I would say about sixty percent of all brokerage accounts in the world are under ten thousand dollars, or really? outside of Robinhood. Yeah, I, like most of them are under ten thousand. Yeah, I I have right? nothing to base any of my thoughts on. I just. It I don't know. I, I, this is me making up numbers. I, I could be way You have off, a lot right? more experience so, than I do, so I believe well, you. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really based on my experience. This is just me, total guess, right? Um, I could see that. I, I mean, say, yeah. I mean, but think about it. It's like, you know, 20, because of how many young kids are in the markets now that have, you know, for instance, that well, I think 10 years good. ago. Right. But even then, it's like, you know, most people don't, they don't want to put their money in oh, yeah. a brokerage account. You know, they want to put it in some bank account, um, not, not like a bank account, but like a brokerage account within their bank um, mm-hmm. that a financial advisor is looking over, right? And even then or, it was like the, the whole draw of Robinhood was the fact that like, because I remember at the beginning, like literally they were brand new before they came out with Robinhood Gold and then they got rid uh, of it. Like pro- definitely not one of the first people, but not one of the like, oh, it's mainstream. I remember right. my buddy told me about it and he was like, you can trade for free. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. And this, and this is the thing about Rob, uh, there's a lot of things about Robin, but one uh, thing is, yeah. Yeah. But one thing is like, it, it's like anything else that's free, right? You're the customer. Is it free to have, yeah. Is it free to have a Facebook account? Of course it is right for you and mm-hmm. I, but. Oh no, you're the product you, or something. Yeah. If it's free for you, then you're the, then you're the product. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said. Robinhood is the same thing. If you're mm-hmm. if, like you, like you opening up a brokerage account and placing trades and routing orders, you think that's free no. you know, and they have to, they have to come up with a relationship with a market maker. You think how expensive is that for a brokerage firm? Right. Mm-hmm. So how do they pay for it? Well, if you're not willing to pay six ninety five for a trade, then what do they have to do? They have to, the, that's the PFOF model, right? They'll buy your, they'll buy yours at your price, and they'll sell them for another cent or something. Like it, I forget exactly well, I, what it is. Something around. I mean, that, so yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of that, like, so a lot of it, like, well, brokerage firms just do that all the time, anyways. It's, it's a yeah. brokerage firm. They, they trade in and out of their own accounts. Um, but something like, about like yeah, orders and, 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 or something and, and, like order flow. Yeah, but or, but order flow is like you know a lot of like there, there's a lot of orders being routed on Robinhood, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of data that is that is on Robinhood servers. Not about like you and your social security number. I mean, that, that's all in there, but that's all secure. Like they can't do anything yeah, like that. Yeah. So, so don't. don't I, have to worry I've about never that. worried about that part. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's, it's like, you Probably know, if but. you, yeah, but if you put in a limit order to buy a certain stock, you know, like to buy, you know, 2,000 shares of a certain stock at this price, you know, like 
first of all, like, what are you doing? You're affecting the trade size of a certain security, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and a lot of hedge funds, a, a lot of market makers, a lot of administrators are willing to pay for that kind of information because it's valuable. I mean, it's, you know, especially with yeah. the high frequency trading. Oh, yeah. um, and algo. Yeah. So, and that's another thing too. So like, because of the likes of Robinhood, because of the likes of this advancement in technology, um, first of all, like, you know, at one point it took like, at one point, like you can only send a oh, trade man. from Chicago to what? I, I was just thinking back to the day. Keep going. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying at one point you could route a trade. Uh, you can only route 12 trades per second from Chicago to New York. Jesus. Right. And this was like in 2006. So, or something like that. I forget. I read a book about, I read a book on high frequency trading and it was something along those lines. And then all of a sudden fiber optic was introduced into the infrastructure and then now you can route, you know, you know, 12 trades per like, you know, one tenth of a millisecond, right? Or something, like, I forget the rate, oh, but it, 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 and now it's even faster. So the fact that trades are getting routed at insane velocities, money is exchanging hands at exchange velocities, uh, or, or at in, insane, insane. Velo- yeah, exchange velocities. There you go. That's, that's the word. <laughs> well, the um, foreign exchange velocities are ridiculous. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, but I mean, all mark like I mean, equity oh, every, is more popular yeah, than one hundred percent, and yeah. So, but I, I remember, mean, I remember reading about. I was originally a computer science major. I'm now looking at taking my oh, nice. GMAT, awesome, and going for my oh, master's right, in yeah, finance. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should, because I really I I've liked GMAT. I've liked finance since I was like 15, and it saved my ass so many times. Um, understanding what the Fed did at like 17 saved me. Not going to get into that, but um, uh-huh. I remember hearing about, this was actually in one of our classes, that before fiber octet, somehow they got, because microwaves are like the fastest thing that we still, that we have going. Like 5G is like basically based off those. I honestly didn't know that, but thinking about it, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. You blew my mind. And they had like, <laughs> they'd have like these towers of microwaves, but they'd have them really close and they could get information from like a foreign market across the uh-huh. u.s where they were also listed before the information came through everyone oh, wow. to the u.s markets and they made a ton of money by just knowing it like a couple of minutes beforehand oh yeah and like, it's not even just, like yeah even just knowing it presently like you know i don't know like but imagine you if know, you like, knew everything about uh everything that happened in britain or the bank of england oh know, yeah like five to ten like minutes in- before anyone in the u.s Oh, of course. But I mean, like the thing is, you know, the trade size data is always, you can always see the trade size, right? Mm-hmm. But you can see the trade size at the current bidder ask. You know, mm-hmm. what would be cool, what I want to know is what is the trade size at this ask price and this bid price, right? Ooh. That's what I, that to me would be cool. That would be know. cool. Like if there's one guy asking right? about this or if there is like, he's asking for like a thousand, you know what I mean? Not one right. guy, so, but like he's asking for one or... Right, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone, someone in Virginia, yeah, someone in Virginia is trying to sell the stock at this price, uh, and someone in um, someone in California is trying to buy it for this price, right? So, like, that's what I want to know. Let's well, see, and, it messes with my you mind know, on like Robin. Right. I apologize. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. No, and it does mess with your mind, but like, 
Robinhood has a lot of that information mm-hmm. because of all the orders that they brought every day, you know, and it's, and it, I understand like, so Robinhood has more accounts than the next three largest broker dealers combined. Really? Um, I think that number, the number has changed since because of everything that's happened. But at one point they yeah. did that at one point they had, they had more new accounts and they had more live active accounts than I think like the next three broker dealers combined. People and, are so pissed. At- <laughs> right. No, exactly. And, you know, because of that, it's like, you know, you have that many accounts. It's a lot of retail investors, yeah. right? And who are the hedge funds trying to get get to hold the bag? You know, the retail guys. Um, how do they do that? Well, if they see all this trade data and all this order flow data, mm-hmm. that'll help a lot. Is it legal? Is it illegal? I have no idea. I don't, you know, I don't presume that it is. Otherwise, someone would be in jail. But um, I, I don't bet, want to cry wolf or anything. But I bet it's legal, but I bet it's just one of those things because there's a lot of things that are legal that they just haven't gotten around to you know what i mean yeah it's like it's legal because we haven't thought of it you know or it's like it's new because that that happens a lot where someone goes oh no one's written a law about this because Mm -hmm. the technology wasn't there 10 years ago or 20 years ago so but now it is people that are writing the laws don't know anything about this technology that so, also drives me nuts. And then, but I and then, don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah, and then when they, yeah, but then the thing is, when they ask someone for advice, like who they are they asking? Well, yeah. well, they do. Well, they the problem is they do listen to it, but who's giving them the advice? The Ken Griffins of the world, right? Who run a huge hedge mm-hmm. fund, or the or the um, someone who's got their hand in the yeah. cookie jar already, and they're like, yeah. So like the guys that run these giant giant hedge funds, you know the. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know the the Bobby Axelrods. If you watch Billions, the oh, Bobby yeah, Axelrods of this I, world. I yeah, watched right show. up until he was about yeah. to be taken away, and his uh, his wife was like, "I'm done with you," and I'm like, "I love that show. I, I'm still oh, watching I it." So, oh, I yeah. got I gotta keep watching it. I loved uh, Paul Giamatti yeah. in that. Oh, Paul Giamatti's just yeah, he's a terrible human being in that show. But oh, he um, is. But he's also like, yeah. in a way, he's good, but he's also very tough. <laughs> right. No, but I don't want to uh, give it away to a lot of people because yeah, uh, one of my buddies who no. uh, yeah. will probably be on this. He's in uh, real estate in Boston. Um, we've been trying to get this guy to watch this show for like a year because I know he'll love it, but he, he's like, yeah. I'm too busy. I'm like, yeah, I totally understand. Well, I, I think I think if you're into finance, you should watch the show. It's a great show. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, I love the, thing, yeah. the first uh-huh, season. On. The first season is first great. season is fantastic. Second season is great too. Oh, it is too. But it's like once you get past that, I start looking at it. I'm like, oh, this isn't the part of finance I like. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, there's still a lot of there's still, still a lot that you, <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot about finance that you still hear about in the uh, in the actual show, which is great. It's it's always mm-hmm. going to be there. Obviously, it's a finance show. The finance nerds are the ones watching it, so but they have that- to first scene where he's like oh he's just writing that to like screw it's something about like that like an analyst comes up and he goes like oh he's just writing that with like to screw with the stock short it by like this and do this and do this oh where'd you go oh, yeah yeah the moment oh, i yeah. saw that i'm like wow i like yeah, this show he, yeah he's super smart he's with it um i mean i, yeah, like I mean that's a band of brothers so yeah he's oh yeah that that's a well. good show too yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby Axelrod and Band of the Brothers. I've, I haven't seen Band of Brothers forever. But no, yeah. And the other thing about Robinhood too is like, you know, they make a lot of their money from like any broker, any broker dealer does. Every broker dealer makes a lot of money on options and margin. Um, mm-hmm. But who generally tends to lose money on options and margin? 
retail investors and yeah. more specifically not as well educated retail investors they do make most people, of their money off of that with retail well, yeah investors. yeah and that's but like retail top. investors yeah and but that's where retail investors generally lose money is on options and margin risky fast mm-hmm. moving right oh so, i know yeah <laughs> so yeah exactly so that's the reason why you know Robinhood, like you know is Robinhood the best place to trade options absolutely not there's no way there's there no way no. um and but for people you know, who only have you know when someone goes when you have to pay an x amount for a trade and you're limited by like oh i'm like 17 and i have 500 bucks i gotta admit or maybe not even 500 bucks maybe you have 100 right. bucks i don't know like that's what well, i think like, that helped robin hood a lot was it opened a lot of people to the option of invest, yeah. just to invest well, yeah. in general well, I mean, and, option volumes are at historic highs. Like it, it's insane. Oh, wow. It's, I mean, stock. Volume, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew all volumes I mean, were at highs, but option volumes are ridiculous high. So this is my theory on. Jesus. So uh, here's my continued theory on Robinhood is you know they face a lot of scrutiny, so not a lot, not a lot of uh, institutional investors were high on them. Um, I don't know what happened on Monday. I have no idea what happened on Monday. Why their stock went up? Um, don't know why like, the stock went up on. I, I saw it what? like flew through the roof. Yeah. Well, I don't know why it went up on Monday or Tuesday, but I, I'm pretty sure I know why the stock went up on Wednesday. And it's mm-hmm. because on Wednesday, options trading opened up on or opened up for the, for the Robinhood stock. Really? So when all these volumes for the derivatives, yeah. And that's what people don't understand. It's like the option volumes can really, really affect the price of a stock, uh... right? So if you sold the call option against Robinhood, Right, and you sold naked. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically like, took that as volume right then and there. Well, but if you well, I mean, not not stock volume, but if you sold naked, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. that's one. Like like if you sold one contract, like under the yeah, daily volume naked. for that's one. Yeah, under the daily volume, that's one contract. That you'll see one contract, and the next day that'll go under uh, open interest. Mm-hmm. But um, if you sold a bunch of naked calls against Robinhood on Wednesday, you know, first of all, um, Godspeed. And second of all, yeah. um, like if you did and the stocks are, you know, approaching your strike price and then all of a sudden it's in the money. Well, now you got to buy to cover your position because you have unlimited loss. So this is what happened, I think, with Tesla back in 2019 was the most heavily short stock in 2019 and in 2020. I don't know. Actually, I don't know about 2019, but in 2020, for sure, Tesla was the most heavily short stock. So mm-hmm. I th- it was the most heavily shorted and there was insane volumes and uh in in their derivative right in their options so mm-hmm. whenever there is a ridiculous amount of volume in options like there's a reason why they say there is a magnet at the open interest like the open interest strike right so if all of a sudden the open interest uh let's just go to apple for no it's not to apple because their option volumes are off the roof but let's pick I get a stock it. that like what I got to stop you right there for a second. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Due to editing, we're going to be breaking this interview up into a few segments. So if you enjoyed listening, please stay tuned and have a great day. Bye-bye.